0: Hi there, Alana Terry here. Welcome to another episode of the Successful Writer Podcast. I'm glad you joined us. I am glad to be back. I had to take a couple weeks off while I was recovering from laryngitis, but I'm really excited to be back with you today. We're going to be talking about publishing wide and whether it makes sense if you do publish wide to use an aggregator or not. So... There are previous episodes where I've talked about some of the benefits of going wide, and I also have a step by step course that shows you how to publish wide and also how to market some wide books. But one thing I want to talk about today is whether you should use an aggregator or not if you are going to go wide. So, when we talk about publishing wide, we're talking about publishing in stores in addition to Amazon. So, you will put your book up on Amazon but you do not check the KDP select to make your book exclusive to only Amazon. And then you can have your ebook for sale anywhere else you want. And you can also have it included in things like Overdrive Media where library patrons can check it out and things like that. So there are lots of reasons to go wide. A big one for me is just so that I don't have all of my eggs in Amazon's basket so that if they do change something up or the industry changes or they mess with the KU page reads royalty rates or things like that, that I have readers and other stores and am not dependent on just Amazon for my income. So that's why I enjoy being wide and have been wide for quite some time. And so today I want to talk about just some of the practicalities. There are basically two things you can do once you have decided to go wide. You can either upload to an aggregator or you can download your books directly and then directly put them on Nook and Kobo and the other retailers. So the one biggest benefit of putting your books directly through each vendor, so as opposed to going through something like draft to digital where you can upload your book once and they'll send it to all the retailers, if you upload your book directly to places like Nook and Kobo, for example, you get a higher royalty rate. I believe it's a 10% difference because when you use an aggregator, what they'll usually do is keep 10% of your income from that store for themselves, and then they'll give you what's left. So for example, let's say that if you publish on Nook, they'll give you 70% if you publish directly uh, the list price. If you use an aggregator, they're going to pay the aggregator that 70% and then the aggregator like draft to digital is going to take 10% for themselves and they're going to give you what's left. So when you put it that way and when you're talking about a 10% difference in income you might expect that I'm going to say well everybody should go direct to as many retailers as they can but that's not necessarily what I'm going to suggest in every single situation because the aggregators can save a lot of time and hassle and headache. So like I said, if you're using Draft2Digital, which is the aggregator that I prefer, and I do have an affiliate link there at draft2digital.com Alana, if you use an aggregator, it's just one file, one cover, one upload that you have to worry about. Whereas if you're going direct to all these different wide stores and you want to do a price change or you want to update your back matter or you found one typo and wants to fix it, you can have as many as five or six or seven dashboards that you need to log into in order to make those changes. It's also a lot easier if you're running a lot of ads, then you want to keep a close eye on your sales data. And it's a lot easier to just log into your draft to digital dashboard and see your sales data, as opposed to logging into Kobo and looking at your stats there, and then logging into Nook and checking your stats there. And I will go ahead and tell you, I've done some of those. I have some books that are just through draft to digital And then I also have some books that I have taken directly to places like Nook and Kobo. And I very much prefer Draft2Digital's dashboard in terms of their ads reporting. It is far simpler to use than any of the other dashboards I've seen. That being said, I do have some series where I choose to go direct to some of these other retailers so that I can get the extra 10% and also so that I can put unique links in the back matter. So if somebody is reading book one in my series on Nook, I want them to have a link at the end of book one that will take them right to the book two sales page on Nook. So I can only do that if I'm uploading directly to Nook. When I'm uploading directly to Draft2Digital, what I usually will do is I will send the readers to my website to a page like alannaterry.com slash unplanned, which is where you can get all the buy links for that particular book from all the particular stores. But what I prefer to do is to have Amazon readers get sent to the Amazon link, Nook readers get sent to the Nook link, Kobo readers get sent to the Kobo link. So right now for my top grossing series, I do upload them directly to um, Nook or Barnes and Noble and also to Kobo using the Kobo Writing Life dashboard. And then for everything else, I am currently using Draft2Digital, including Apple. There is a way that you can upload directly to Apple, but you need a Mac to do so. And since I don't have a Mac and don't want to mess with Mac and Cloud, which would be the workaround that you could use, um, I am still distributing to Apple through Draft2Digital. So I do that for my most popular series because I want the extra income that I get from going direct. And also, especially if it's a series, it's important for me to get as high of a read-through rate as I can. So instead of just sending every single reader to a generic page where then they have to choose which link they want to click to get to what store, it'll take them directly to that store. And for example, there are some devices that are really, either they don't hook up to a website at all or they're really slow. Like I used to read on a, um, it wasn't the Kindle Fire. Oh, it was a Kindle Paperwhite. And yeah, you could go to an external link like alannaterri.com slash unplanned, but it was so slow and clunky. It would have made way more sense for readers reading on a device like that to be able to just click on the Amazon link or whichever um, store that they're reading on right then to take them to that particular link. And so that's why for my popular series that I really want to focus on read through and revenue, I do go direct. So like I said, I go to Barnes and Noble. Publishing Press for those, and then I go to Kobo Writing Life for those. Both offer some promotional things that are only available to authors who publish directly through them. So Kobo will run some promotions where you can put your book for discount or free, and they will... Give you extra visibility, you can apply for other paid promotions, which are super cheap, where you give Kobo like five or ten dollars and they'll send an email about your book or things like that. Some of those things are only available if you do publish directly through um, Kobo or I know draft to digital if you publish, sorry, not draft to digital, Barnes and Noble. If you publish directly through Barnes and Noble, there's a way that you can make a coupon code so that people on Barnes and Noble can get a discount on your book. So there are some benefits for going direct like that, in addition to being able to control the back matter, as well as get the higher revenue. But it's also a lot of extra work. And for my series that don't sell as well, it really isn't worth it. And also, right now, most of my box sets, I'm still putting up through draft to digital So by box set, I mean, once I get three books in a series, what I tend to do is, is put those three eBooks into one file and create a box set that I sell for nine 99. So for nine 99 readers can get three books instead of having to purchase them individually. So it's a better deal for them because most of my books right now are priced at four 99 and it's a better deal. Well, it's a good deal for me because the nine 99 rate, um, is a, you know, obviously I get more for one sale of a box set than for the sale of just one book. So, For things like that, for my box sets, I'm still relying mostly on Draft2Digital as my aggregator, and that's just to save time and complexity. It's so that I can have everything in one dashboard. I think there's part of me that if I were to go totally back, I might just stick exclusively to Draft2Digital just for the ease of it. But since I already have published direct, for some of the things, I'll probably go ahead and keep on doing that. I also want to mention Google Play has been making it very, very hard for authors to get their books up on Google Play. For a little bit, draft to digital opened it up so that we could publish onto Google Play through draft to digital but now they've changed that. Publish Drive is another one where historically authors would use Publish Drive as an aggregator to try to get to Google Play. For right now, I have decided to not worry about Google Play at all. I do have some books that are up on Google Play either through Draft2Digital or through PublishDrive, but until Google Play makes it simpler for authors, I'm not going to bother putting new books on there. So if you're having a hard time getting into Google Play and are feeling frustrated right now, as of mid-June 2019, I just don't think it's worth the hassle. And I will just keep an ear out and let you guys know when that changes. So kind of to sum it all up, if you're trying to decide if you want to go direct or you just want to go to draft to digital say that if you're planning on selling a hundred copies or more a month, then I would say it may be worthwhile for sure to go direct to get that extra revenue. It'll definitely add up in the long run. So for example, if you're making $5,000 or more on Amazon through sales more so than through Kindle Unlimited page reads, then you're probably going to have a market for readers in the wide stores as well. I would say if you're making less than that, it probably would make the most sense in most cases, and everybody's going to have a little bit of a different experience with this, but. In most cases, it might make sense to just rely on an aggregator, and I, I do recommend Draft to Digital. It's fairly, well, it's very simple to set up and use. You also get access to Find Away Voices, which gives you a discount when you're making your audiobooks. They waive the startup fee if you've published through Draft to Digital. Draft to Digital also does a good job formatting your ebooks, and they even have a way now where you can format your paperbacks through them. I recently did some paperback versions of my book one through three box sets and it was really nice. I don't have vellum yet, which is what a lot of authors use for formatting paperbacks and since I don't have vellum, I was able to go on to draft to digital and just use their free download tool to create and format what turned into a very nice looking paperback. So those are some extra perks of using draft to digital for sure So I would say if you're the kind of person who wants to keep things simple and your sales are probably not in the um, 5,000 a month or more range at this point, I would say it's probably going to make the most sense and be the most time efficient and energy efficient to just put things up through draft to digital So basically that means, you know, still publish on KDP, and then for everything else, publish through draft to digital and that includes all the ones I mentioned, like um, Nook and Kobo. Again, Google Play, at one point you could do it on draft to digital They recently said, no, you can't. Hopefully it'll start up again soon. Don't spend any energy worrying about Google Play it right now. I'm not. It also gets you into some of the library tools, like Overdrive Media and things like that. The people where it's going to make more sense to go direct is if you are already really established on Amazon. So again, making that $5,000 a month or more. Also, if you're very concerned about series read-through and you definitely want to make sure that you're able to optimize your back matter like I talked about so that you're putting Nook links in the Nook books, Kobo links in the Kobo books, and so on. That would be the other time where it would probably make sense to at least consider going direct and if if you are going to do that just make sure that you're the kind of person who doesn't mind that extra little bit of work it takes you know that busy work or this would be another job that would be great to hire out to a virtual assistant if you decide to go wide go direct and you don't wanna worry about the uploads and things yourself. You can go back and listen to our recent episode about whether or not it makes sense for you to have a virtual assistant, how to know when you're ready for one, and so on. So again, that is all about publishing wide. I do, whether you're using an aggregator or not, or going direct, I do really encourage you to consider not being in KDP Select. For some authors, it does make way more sense to be in kdp select and to be exclusive but there are many compelling reasons to start branching out wide and again if you're interested i do have the mini course on publishing wide it's less about you know here's how to upload to your draft to digital dashboard and more about here's how to grow a readership on the wide stores and here are some marketing tips that you can take once you do go wide and things like that. I want to thank you again for joining us and we'll talk to you next time.